What's up, everybody? This is your host, David Huang at the Third Culture Kingdom, and we are going to dive into a new series that I'm super, super excited to share with everyone. We are going into a topic that hopefully many of y'all going to love, and we're praying it gives you perspective and insights into what y'all been waiting for love and basketball you see love and basketball are a lot more similar than you think you gotta have teammates gotta have a game plan gotta learn how to manage your ego and you gotta have skill i could go on and on about where we're gonna go but i'll let you keep listening and hopefully this series will help you win the championship and no that's not necessarily getting you a relationship or even getting you married but hopefully those are byproducts from the lessons that you learned from this series you're listening to love and basketball featuring olayinka obasanya lace them up So today, starting at God for the Third Culture Kingdom, <laughs> hailing from Staten Island, New York, <laughs> Oleyiko Obasanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yes, sir. Legit, one of the most uh, wise and measured brothers I know. Uh, he's been there for me in uh, some of the most difficult seasons of my life, and I know many others could do this, uh, say the same. Uh, he's a pastor, founder of uh, the ministry Sun First Men, and husband to his lovely wife, Crystal. Uh, welcome to the show, dog. Um, yes, how you feeling? Feeling good, bro. Glad to be on, bro. You already know that uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure, bro, to just get to partner with you in doing this. So I'm excited. Word, word. Yeah, I mean, so we have you on talking for one of the first installments for uh, this series, Love and Basketball. <laughs> um, two things that I know you and I are both very passionate about. <laughs> yes, yes. I love my woman, singular, and I love my basketball. <laughs> love it. Man, good stuff, good stuff. I was, I was wondering if you're gonna rep any of the, you know, any, any of your, your, your team or, or, your, or your dude, you know, Braun, but. I was like, I got, I got to wear, you know, the, the, the hat for the Nuggets boys. Uh, right. You see, I, 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 I would have, you know, right now I'm repping the wifey's brand. Oh, okay. Know. Okay. So that's what I'm repping right now. But, you know, I, I would have, man, with throwing the LeBron jersey on. Hey, you know? we'll, ha- we'll have other chances, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, well, the, obviously, love and relationships, dating, marriage are uh, – hot topics among you know young adults and uh those who um yeah i think anybody so uh we're just gonna we're just gonna dive into it man we're just gonna dive into it um and the first uh segment that we're gonna talk about is about uh shooting your shot (laughs) come on um and if i still still know anything about about that (laughs) see if the shot is rusty or not Um, so, uh, for those, for those of you who don't follow basketball, shooting your shot is, is just, you know, um, almost just trying to get a basket, trying to, um, yeah, uh, have a success, have success in, uh, in that endeavor. So, um, in the dating context, that looks or even marriage that it i think that concept is just defined by you know pursuit and initiation and showing interest so um man oh uh how do you think society views this concept 
uh, of, you know, initiating, showing interest and pursuance. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's interesting, man. This is going to seem very random, but, you know, with what I'm doing, especially around men, uh, I've been trying to, like, get into the mind of what's out there for men who are wanting to pursue, specifically men, but I think it applies to to women as well, but, but I guess mainly men. Um, and I've been trying to get into the world of what, what are dating experts and relationship experts and people who talk about this from a societal aspect saying and you know one thing i've noticed is that everybody um kind of points back to what can you get out of this you know and it's really self kind of centered the idea of pursuit so it's like what can i get out of this what's the game for me you know whether it's you know some action at the end of the night whether it's you know just boosting your self-confidence and or or things like that it's just about what you can gain Hmm. Um, but i think the kingdom perspective is a lot different when we talk about pursuit Hmm. and shooting your shot (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 definitely definitely so so going into that and going into maybe some of your personal experiences um you know before uh, you know, you pursued uh, your wife. Um, you know, how did you pursue, you know, other women? And you know, was it different? Was it different from the way that you pursued your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, when I look back before, um, I would say the difference between how I pursued other women, like earlier on, high school, college. And how I pursued my wife was that in high school, college, I mean, you know, there are definitely points where I'm pursuing multiple women at once. So that's that's the mm. first major difference. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, was, when I was pursuing my wife, I was pursuing her, her alone. Um, but I would say, like, there was just points where I, I really it was just more than like self-gratification. I want to say it was something that would fill a void in me to make me feel like more of a man. So mm. me pursuing these, you know, different girls or talking to multiple, you know, quote unquote talking, whatever you want to call it, to, to these different girls was just actually uh, trying to feel something inside of me, a question about my manhood, you know, whereby Dang. I've been told so much of my life that the more girls you get or pursue, or you know have sex with or whatever is is the idea of of manhood so Mm. for me uh i really was trying to fill that in the way i knew i knew how to you know um but yeah so i would say that was for sure the mentality even though i wouldn't have definitely described it the way i just did because i wasn't even aware Hmm. that's what i was doing you know yeah uh, so yeah i would say that's a big difference gotcha gotcha um do you, do you want to elaborate a little bit on um you know how you did pursue you know your your wife yeah 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 so i always tell people um she slid into my dms <laughs> so she actually shot her shot first so he'll deny that you know but it's whatever <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, man. Uh, but honestly, so we uh, knew of each other. We have mutual friends um, from Houston. A lot of our, our mutual friends run in the Houston area. Um, and I think I was in my first, second year seminary um, here in Waco. And she was graduating and finishing up uh, at Sam Houston and in Huntsville, which is like an hour out from Houston. And so she was finishing up and we just had a lot of mutual friends. So I had known about her, but we never knew each other. We, we never really had got the chance to meet. So we followed each other on Twitter, funny enough. And um, there was like this thing that was going on. Um, I think it was the Orlando shooting. I don't know if you remember that some years yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had just wrote this blog. So for those of you who don't know, I like to write every once in a while, I just write on current events and things happening. And I have written something about what was going on in Orlando. So she reached out and was like, hey, I love the article. And I was like, ah, you love the article. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more what you love about me. I'm listening. <laughs> But, you know, so anyway, she had reached out, but in, in so genuine, just like friendship, kind of like appreciative of what I wrote, because um, a lot of people were, were having questions about, you know, faith and, um, and how it related to this event. So mm -hmm. I just try to write about that. So anyway, that was kind of the first thing. So of course, I took that opportunity. I was like, look, I want to know everything about this girl. You know, you kind of key. I was like, so tell me more about this YouTube thing you're doing. And tell me more about, you know, how you got your following. Because at that time, she had a following, you know, uh, for the stuff she was doing at YouTube. And we just got to talking. And then eventually, I ended up inviting her uh, to come speak at a campus ministry I was leading called FaceTime with God. And, um, you know, invited her out there. So eventually she came. And every time we would talk about like what was she was supposed to talk about, we would literally talk for like an hour, like hours <laughs> about her sermon prep, quote unquote. And we would just start talking about life and getting to know each other. And, you know, for a while we were actually just friends, you know, um, and cool with that. And until she came out to Waco, and, you know, I saw her in person for the first time and I saw her speaking and I was like, I was smitten, man. She had me. <laughs> your boy was, your boy was, was smitten. So um, after that point, you know, I ended up, you know, letting her know like, hey, I'm kind of feeling you. And, and that wasn't even the plan, man. I was actually, because this was like literally, bro, within the same week that she came. And initially, I was just going to wait a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months to even go down that route. But a series of really crazy events <laughs> happened. Um, and she started asking me all these questions about, you know, how I knew one of her friends and who I had used to talk to. And her friend had brought that up. And it was just like, oh, my goodness, how how is this even possible because this is a friend from Houston I'm in Waco and all these connections were happening and she's asking me questions thinking I'm like this player I'm like I promise I'm not <laughs> so as I was explaining that and breaking that down uh, uh, she I ended up you know just expressing to her like hey really like you and uh, you know just 
these past couple of months, just getting to talk to you, getting to know you, have shown me like, man, you know, you really, you really someone I can see myself with, you know. And from there, we went on a couple of dates and we started, you know, meeting up. So she would come out to to Waco, which was about like maybe two and a half, three hours from where she was. And sometimes we would meet in the middle, and sometimes I would go out there, and you know, we just started dating kind of long distance. It and uh, yeah. Okay. The rest is history. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Not yeah. a player. You're a hooper. You're a hooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a hooper. Right, right. I get my buckets on the court. <laughs> Word. Word. I, got, I got my one bucket with her. So that, that was right. my shot right there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's but, right. But not shooting that ball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when you, um, you know, decided to pursue her as well as, you know, when you, uh, before you, you know, decided to, or, or when you were pursuing other, you know, women before that, uh, what do you feel like your biggest influences in that process were? Right. Um, man, I would, I would have to say for sure, um, the the guys around me you mm. know so i remember early on it was it was my cousins you know um who i like they were my role models you know like just the way they talk the way they walk the way they play sports you know the way they talk to girl like everything about that they were just a couple years older than me and just as a young a young boy like you see um these other guys who were probably, you know, they're literally teenagers. I mean, they were probably like 14, 15 at the time when I'm like 10, 9, you know, and just seeing uh, how they're living their lives. I mean, I looked up to that, you know. So for me, uh, I kind of wanted to be like them, you know, and I think that was kind of my first intro to like, all right, how do you approach girls? You know, how do you talk to girls, you know? And, and for them, um, they were also like products of other men that they saw, you know, who had taught them how do you approach girls? How do you see um, a girl's value or a woman's value? And, and there was, let's just say it was not healthy. You know, mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was pretty toxic um, yeah. how they were taught. And, and I think for me, it was always a wrestle of knowing like, this is not, really the right way, but this is the way I'm seeing, you know, mm -hmm. um, people my age or people a little older than me, this is like the way that they're uh, paving for me, you know, which is why I'm so passionate about manhood now because uh, as much as we may hate to admit it, we're always looking up to men, you know, and we're always looking to other men or, or boys to, to help show us the way of how to live this thing out, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was it was my cousins early on, and then you know you start to get to high school. It's it's the guys around you. It's the cool guys. It's the guys who um, just uh, exhibit the things that you think you want in life, you know. And and then that's where you start getting your cues from. And then of course music, you know, um, that you listen to, and that's promoting a narrative. And the mm -hmm. shows you watch, and that's promoting a narrative. And the movie. So it's just like. It has become this hodgepodge of you being discipled by the, the men around you, mm. knowingly or unknowingly. 
and then being discipled by the culture you're in. Um, mm. And yeah, I think those factors really played a big role in how I thought about women, you know, saw yeah. them. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But praise the Lord, you know, then you, then, then you started to try and do it the king's way. <laughs> right, right, exactly, bro. Uh, which is another yeah. challenge. Which, it's which challenge. It is, I was about to say, it's not, that ain't easy either. That right. is <laughs> yeah. probably much harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think even deciphering between like, oh, what, what like the church can tell you and what what like – what God says about it is like different right. too, you know, because I think sometimes the church can almost get so like religious about it. Right. Where right. it's like, there's no, I don't know what the word is like wiggle room or flexibility for like actually caring things out. And it's just like a rule book of like, okay, you know, when you're dating, do X, Y, and Z, you know, right. like make right. sure right. that these are the, the three traits or something that, you know, somebody has, or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. Right. It could, it could definitely feel pretty extra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, anyhow, anyhow, um, so after your experiences, you know, as a, as, as a single man, as a, you know, man in a relationship and now a man who's married, um, you know, how do you believe a man should go about uh, pursuing a woman and initiating interest and showing that? Right. So earlier I started off with, like kind of the cultural, societal, worldly way, whatever word you want to use of pursuing is really thinking about yourself, whether it's self-gratification or whether it's you have your own like manhood questions that you're trying to get answered through this pursuit. I think the kingdom way uh, is you're not not thinking about yourself either because at the end of the day, I mean, if you if he who finds a wife, right, finds a date. Hey, you know, let's, 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 that's the word, not me. Um, so there is an element of self benefit, but I think um, the kingdom way or the king's way is not just thinking about how this benefits me. So you're also thinking through the lens of how does my pursuit or my communication affect this young woman or this mm. young man, you know? So am I, you know, over here texting her and calling her and we're talking to like three in the morning every night and then uh, she's starting to develop feelings and I'm just kind of like, eh, probably not, but this makes me feel good, you know? So I'm, I'm going to keep on talking to her to 3 a.m. in the morning and, and, and drawing her heart out. And, and then when I decide, no, nah, this is not actually what I want, then I, I just leave that for her to figure all out, you know? And now she's left with all these question marks about her worth and value. And, and, and the same can happen on the other side because ladies, ladies can do similar thing to men where they draw out the hearts of men. And even though we don't always talk about that side of it in the church, you know, about men's hearts being drawn out, um, and men needing to guard their heart. It happens on, on that side too, you know, where ladies can lead, lead guys on and, you know, because they want to feel affirmed and they want to go to go out on days and they want to be cute and they want to, you know, and do all these things. Right. But, but they're just thinking about themselves and they're not thinking about how this affects another person, you know? So for me, 
the the king's way is is how do i consider others before me like the word says you know and in my pursuit even though yes this is something that will add value to my life if it works out um i'm not just thinking about that i'm also thinking about how my pursuit affects this other person yeah and and that's super important because that's how so many people get i mean relationships man are one of the most uh defining factors in in how people value themselves Mm -hmm. like relationships is like time and time again people i've talked to relationships more than like you know uh traumatic incidents more than like things they've experienced or things they've been taught like relationships have a big impact on on people's value so it's really important how we do that yeah that's real that's real relationship uh decisions are life decisions so they're they're uh, they're big things big things to to think about to discern and to to talk with uh trusted people about um but uh moving to you know our our next segment uh we're going to talk about team chemistry team chemistry (laughs) you gotta have gotta have a connection with your teammates so um well, we hear that word actually, I feel like a lot with, you know, young adults and people who are dating uh, or married, you know, but like, oh, you know, do we have chemistry or not? You know, do we, uh, do we have a connection or, or vibe well or something? Um, but what do you feel like people, uh, uh, what, what do you feel like their misconceptions about chemistry is? Right. Um, I mean, to be honest, bro, we have to throw away the Disney Channel chemistry right we have to graduate hey (laughs) we have to graduate beyond beyond that um that level of understanding of chemistry um because chemistry i mean really if you think about the the word chemistry right in chemistry you're talking about chemicals right and when you're talking about attraction there are actual chemicals (laughs) that are going through your brain you know and you know, like dopamine and all these things that make you feel good around this person and, and that, that initial attraction that you have, you know. And, and the way I see it, I was talking about it the other day, you know, uh, that infatuation stage uh, could, could either make or break, you know, a relationship. And, and there's actually a way that you can steward the infatuation that that's the song that's when we're oh yes i love him oh my gosh he's the best everything everything is perfect about him or you know or the, or the guy's like yeah she is the one this is about to be my wife man this is this is it you know in that infatuation stage you can actually use that stage and steward that stage you know and a lot of people don't really think they just let the chemicals flow in in, in race and you know all of that stuff but they don't see that this is actually a stage where I get to like know this person, you know? I really get to like understand this person because we're infatuated. There's a natural closeness, a natural desire to to want to know this person more, you know? And I think a lot of people just settle for like, uh, I just I'll just know you physically right i'll just know you in that way let's build intimacy physically or or emotionally but it's like no in that infatuation stage 
use that to your advantage, you know, like use that time to actually get to know this person's interests and goals and desires and and bad habits, you know, and, and things that they're aspiring to, you know, and and what you're aspiring to, and sharing that with them, you know, it's like it doesn't just have to like be as this this chemical thing is happening that y'all are just moving together physically, but there's emotional and mental um, levels that you can a- attain in knowing each other if you use it wisely. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that there's yeah. like obviously different, um, almost, se- I wouldn't say segments, but it's just like different portions of, of chemistry that like, you know, right. physical, right. there's emotional chemistry, there's even spiritual, you know, I think in terms right. of, you know, how well you guys are able to work together in that regard, you know, um, right. you know what are you guys is, I kind of think of it a little bit of like compatibility to, um, to an extent, right. but, right. Um, but they're definitely a little different too. Um, Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think the the combat the compatibility thing is is huge too because um, when you when you are thinking about a life partner, you you want to make sure there is a sense of compatibility, and again, that's why I keep talking about the infatuation stage. People are so focused on on the physical that they miss out on knowing. And, and, and discerning if this person is actually compatible with where I'm wanting mm-hmm. to go in life, yeah. you know? So because you're just so fixed on the emotions of things, you actually miss out on the discernment of things mm-hmm. and whether or not this person is compatible for where I feel God is calling me and them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of just made me think of this thought that almost maybe sometimes people can almost have – um, a desire so much for like emotional attachment as well where like you know maybe they're like wanting somebody to provide that emotional space but in doing so right it's also really unhealthy not just like from a physical standpoint but like oh yeah like I need this person because like they connect with me we have emotional chemistry but it's like oh you know your life vision is different or your you know just uh compatibility is off but like oh in that one aspect like oh we're we're on so right right and i would say also there has to be a balance and a realistic expectation of compatibility so Mm -hmm. you're not going to find the female version of you and and you probably don't want the female version of you (laughs) you know like you probably don't want that, you know, because if it's just two of you, then all of your blind spots, all of your weaknesses, all of the things that you struggle in, they got the same blind spots, they got the same weaknesses, and they're struggling in the same things. So how does that lead to progress? How does that lead to growth as yeah. a unit, you know? And I think um, – for me, me and my wife are completely different. <laughs> we are very, very different. But there's elements of me that she needs, you know, like to balance her out and, and help her move forward. And there's elements of her that I definitely need to balance me out and move me forward um, in, in God's, you know, plan for my life, you know. So, I, I just want to be careful. I don't want people to hear compatibility and think, okay, I need to look for the, the female version of me or I need to look for the male version of me. 
that's actually the opposite of what you want. But when we're talking about compatibility, we're talking about the big rocks, you know, the things that are, are rock solid, they're not changing. So that, that's spiritual, that's, that's family, um, that's uh, maybe even financially, you know. I, I think there's freedom in what those big rocks are, but you need to be sure what those big rocks are, those things that for sure is not changing at all. They are not compromisable, and you want to make sure that they're compatible in those areas, not in, like, the little stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So in your, uh, you know, pursuit of, of Crystal and as you guys grew together, um, how did you improve, you know, kind of that chemistry that um, – or, or explore that process of figuring out, hey, like, you know – do we really have something here as a unit or, you know, is this something that we shouldn't pursue? Right, right, right. <laughs> I'd say for us, uh, I mean, pretty early on, we were really uh, attracted to each other. But as we started on our journey of dating, I think pretty quickly, things started showing up that um, needed to be dealt with, you know, that mm. became exposed in the both of us, you know. And, you know, so when we started dating, and God bless Crystal, man, but, you know, when we started dating, it was a hard time. Uh, I lost one of my closest friends. Um, he, he had just died in a, in a car accident. Mm. Uh, like a freak accident actually Um, and it was just a really hard time for me where I was grieving that um, probably what two weeks into dating right Um, 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 losing a friend uh, and then at the same time in that season I'm working like two jobs I'm full-time grad school, I'm doing full-time ministry, um, and I have my hands in all these different things, and I have this new relationship, and and I actually, like, burnt out, like, it, I literally, like, burnt out, it was a hot, I was a hot mess, you know, and, and that was all in the first, like, month, two months of, of, of dating, where all this hard stuff is happening in my life, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm working through and she had never uh, had to like walk somebody through that kind of thing, especially at this, at this level, mm-hmm. you know, intimate. So there was expectations I had of her that might be more similar to something I would have of my mother sure. <laughs> expecting her to walk me through that. Uh, and, and in some way she wasn't able to, you mm-hmm. know, and and I think that caused some tension for the first time. So we had to really like it, it. It forced me to go back and think like, okay, where are my expectations kind of jacked up? Where do I need to lean and press into God? Where do I need to communicate my needs from her? Um, and where does she need to lean and press into God? And where does she need to learn how to com- communicate what she's actually able to do, mm-hmm. and vice versa? You know, so there was a lot of communication early on around that, you know, 
And I'm telling you, like, even after that, there was just hard things in our relationship where it felt like we were constantly having to go back, reevaluate expectations. I mean, up into, into marriage, you know, like, and reevaluate expectations, dealing with our past, dealing with our traumas, dealing with, you know, uh, uh, relationships that we had grown up seeing that, mm-hmm. that were not healthy models. So there was a lot of that that we had to, to work through and still work through. Even as a married couple today, we are not perfect. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. that right <laughs> now. <laughs> Boldly and proudly, you know, we are not perfect. We're far from it, but um, we just keep choosing to fight <laughs> and we're determined. Like we are two um, extremely you know, determine people. And I think that's why we work is because we don't, we don't give up and we're willing to go to those, those hard places and, and we're willing to fight, you know, and we're willing to um, press into God. And so that, that's why, not because we, we <laughs> are just this, these perfect people who got, had it all figured out and had these great upbringings where we saw the best marriages and, you know, no, um, there was, it's, it's, it's been a journey, you know, but Mm -hmm. God is good. Yeah, man. No, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, it's good segue into kind of, um, one of the things that, that I wanted to dive into a little bit just regarding, um, you know, pace and, you know, whether it's, as a team, as a unit, kind of like, you know, deciding, hey, are we going to, you know, continue pushing forward? Are we going to try and slow the game down? Um, or, or even try and try and like control the rhythm of, a, of the game, right? You know, control the rhythm of life and the, and the relationship. Um, could you speak on that a little bit? And, um, you know, kind of what that looked like within, you know, your uh, dating uh, period? Right, right. Um, for sure, bro. One, uh, we can't control the rhythm of life. Unfortunately, I've tried and many others have, <laughs> right. um, we, we can't control that, but, but we can't control our response to the pace of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually a verse in Galatians five that talks about walking in step with the spirit, you know? And I think that verse in the Bible has really helped me to, adjust my pace according to the pace of God, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the world and, and society and life has like a pace, but then God has a pace that's really consistent, you know, and I found that just personally for me, there's times where he's calling me to speed up, you know, which is my natural, I'm naturally actually a, a pretty like speed <laughs> kind of person, you know, I like doing things fast and quick, getting out the way, get it done and move on to the next thing. You know, yeah. but um, so there's times where he's calling me to speed up, but there's also times, a lot of times where he's calling me to slow down, you know, and it's really just being patient enough to, to discern his voice. And I think what often happens is people try to slap on a pace for everybody when it comes to relationships. Yep. And you can't do that when it comes to relationship, because every relationship is different, you know, and, and, and God's pace for every relationship looks different. And, and not only that, but it looks different in different seasons, you know? Mm. So I think when you're looking for a partner, you want to find somebody who is also able to hear and discern pace, 
in a relationship so that way y'all are on the same page when it when it comes to that you know mm-hmm. um and then sometimes relationships don't work out <laughs> not yeah. every it's crazy this it's wild but believe it or not not every dating relationship leads to marriage <laughs> <laughs> right and that's okay like and that's not um that's not a bad thing you know uh for sure we're as believers, we're for sure aiming towards marriage as an end goal, but not every relationship is going to end with that, and that's okay. And I found that when when there's security in Christ and in God, that end to the relationship doesn't have to break you, because a lot of people get in breakups and it feels like divorce, because they've they went at a different pace <laughs> mm-hmm. than what it was supposed to be. So they were going at a, at a marriage pace when it was like, no, this is a, this is a getting to know each other pace, but y'all, y'all are over, over here planning the wedding in the first week. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? And that, that leads to actually more heartbreak than it needs to. So. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Always dropping gems for y'all out here. He's dropping gems for y'all. Um, <laughs> um so uh continuing continuing on to our uh next next uh juicy juicy topic uh we're gonna be talking about uh not fouling out don't foul out people um so so i'm gonna give three different types of fouls that um uh yeah that i kind of been learning about um in the last couple months, but the first one kind of being offensive fouls, ones that are basically committed out of uh, immaturity. Um, defensive fouls, which are ones, uh, you know, committed out of insecurity. Um, and, and technical fouls, you know, fouls that are committed out of emotion. So, um, oh, you know, you, you pick two of those. And, and if you want to give uh, a couple examples of, of uh, you know, some fouls you committed. Um, but, but, hey, you know, you didn't foul out. You didn't foul out. So, you know, it's, it's all good. Right. Still in the game. Still in the game. Come on. We're going to finish this game. But uh, man, that's a that's a great question, a great breakdown um, of fouls. Uh, let's see. I would say uh, a technical foul would be, and I have multiple technical fouls. You know, I feel like I'm Draymond Green or something like that. Like, <laughs> uh, sometimes, man. And the Lord's working on, on both of us, man. But um, I think this is not a specific situation, but sure. one thing that early on I didn't understand was how to not respond to um, emotionalism with emotionalism. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, Men and women are emotional. Now, science says, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get into all of that, but science says women have a bit more hormones, right, than, than the fellas did. So, you know, maybe there's, there's more emotion there, uh, or at least expressive emotion there. But we're both, men and women are both emotional beings. Mm-hmm. And, and I found that, especially, there's, there's these certain times of the month, you know, where they tend to be a little more, a little more emotional. Okay. And, uh, and uh, I don't think I really understood that. 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't understand just how that upswing works around that time of the month. So um, on multiple occasions early on, uh, I think I responded with emotionalism to her being more emotional in that time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, and this is like that time of the month, but this also carry into like pregnancy and when, when, um, she's pregnant and those hormones are kind of doing what they do. And I think because if you're not aware of your emotions, if you're not like used to having to put them in check and control them, or you haven't done that work, then you're naturally just going to respond with emotion because what do you do when right. there's emotional response? Right. Well, I have to respond with emotion. I'm like, no, no, dial back, analyze the situation and take control of what you're feeling and respond the way God was calling you to respond. I didn't know all that. I missed that. I missed that part of class. <laughs> and and, and I, I learned the very hard way multiple times <laughs> that that's that's not the way to go so i would say that's a technical file uh, okay before before we go on real quick real quick uh, like just just to clarify i mean I, I think i understand but i was about to say i'm like but but he when he was talking about a uh, pregnancy he was talking about just women in general and uh, not that his uh <laughs> not that his wife, not that crystal is pregnant <laughs> crystal is not pregnant no <laughs> Crystal is not pregnant. I need y'all to understand that, all right? <laughs> Before I start getting these text messages. It's funny, man. Every every time I'm like, man, there's an update in life or I have a new update, the first thing, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> no, we're not having a baby right now. Uh, but if the Lord wills it, we are ready. Ready and willing. But um, yeah, so no, no baby underway. Right, right. Um, cool, cool. Uh, but I'll let but, you go on. Yeah, let you go on with yeah. uh, another, uh, yeah, another foul, another foul. <laughs> right, right. And I shared this one earlier, but the a defensive foul, like like you said, out of the uh, insecurity thing, uh, not just insecurity, but also uh, just life and circumstances was, I think, the expectations thing I mentioned earlier, where I had these expectations on what I expected her to do and how to respond. And, um, you know, we can crush our significant others with expectations, you know? And one thing I found is that the expectation of God is much less burdensome than the expectation of men, mm -hmm. you know, than the expectations we place on one another, mm -hmm. you know? So, be careful with the way you lay your expectations on other people. And that that's not just for married folk. That's that's even you're getting to know somebody, you're 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 dating, uh, you're engaged, even your heck, every relationship, your friendships, your roommates, like that's important that we don't crush people with expectation because mm -hmm. God doesn't do that to us. Yeah. And he has the highest standard of all <laughs> yeah he has the highest standard of all yeah he doesn't crush us with expectation so how much more us um who have a much lower standard for living and and how to be uh how much more so for us to not to not crush people uh, yeah. with those yeah that's good that's good um follow up to that then um obviously there is a place for healthy expectation 
you know, with, with, with people, you know, kind of what, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, for, for us, I think it looks like communication first and foremost between each other. Uh, actually first and foremost scripture. So, you know, we're believers. So it makes sense for that to be our baseline, you know, in terms of expectation. So we're going to go to the to scripture first. Second, scripture can be all kinds of, you know, diluted and we can, we can make it whatever we want sometime. That's why the second thing is communication between one another. Um, and usually we're able to get our expectations right within those first two rungs. But sometimes even after those first two things, you need to bring in a third party. And that'd be the third thing is bringing somebody in who's trusted, not the whole world, not your whole, you know, family, probably not your parents, <laughs> but you're bringing in somebody who can help give perspective um, to y'all's expectations that y'all are, are giving each other, you know? So mm -hmm. for yeah. us, it, it's some mentors. And there's sometimes I'm like, so I think that's not realistic because <laughs> yeah. I ain't Jesus. I'm trying to be <laughs> like him, but I ain't him yet. <laughs> oh man and there's times where it's like she I, I mean i have these expectations of her and she's like i'm not doing that that's not <laughs> that's not realistic you know so there's times where we have to bring in a third party who who've done this thing who walked it out lived it out and they're able to bring us together hear both sides objectively like it's not it's not her her best friend who you know it's not my best friend mm -hmm. um but it's 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 objective an objective party who can speak to what both people are communicating and say hey i hear you and i hear you but here's a another alternative mm -hmm. here's a compromise that you guys can look into for yeah. expectations and i found that to be helpful Word. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so uh, one of our final uh, portions that we're going to go into is one that many men uh, probably will not like. But yeah. in the same way that, you know, you need to, uh, you know, build your, 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 uh, your life on a firm foundation in the game right. of basketball, you got to fix your fundamentals if you, if you don't got them already. Tim Duncan. <laughs> hey, that's right. The big fundamental. Yeah. Um, so, so now that you are a married man, uh, what are fundamentals you wish you had improved on before you were married? Yeah, yeah. The fundamentals, uh, man. There's so many. <laughs> I'm trying to get, get it down to the the fundamental, fundamental. Um, I would say one thing fundamentally that you need to understand is stop making it all about you. If you enter into a relationship just thinking about you, you will shoot yourself in the foot a countless amount of times. <laughs> it is not about you. Right, it's it's about us, the unit, together, 
coming together and moving forward, you know, and a lot of times what us looks like is hurt first, you know, um, and for the ladies, it's, it's sometimes it's him first when you're talking about us first, you know, and I think that is like one of the biggest that, that I always, cause we're naturally, you have to think about it, bro. We live our lives as single people for 20 some odd years, you know, usually or 30 some odd or 40, however long you're single right um and not married and you've built a whole life around singleness and you've built a whole life around just worrying about me mm-hmm. of course you care about your family you care about your friends you care about maybe your community all of those but you go back home and it's 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 you you go back to your room and it's you you know you wake up and it's you. <laughs> and I think it's hard to get out of that mindset, um, jumping into a relationship. Like it really takes a lot of work to like not make the world you centric, but now you're thinking and putting another person first. Yeah. So, yeah. Facts, facts. Um, so, so, so going into that on a practical yeah. level, how does one uh, improve their ability to, you know, look outside themselves, you know, be selfless and serve others. Like what, what is, what's a practical that somebody can do to improve their fundamental? The practical is don't just get food for yourself. (laughs) When y'all go out to, to, to eat, you know, and just, just get her the same thing. She's probably going to eat it off your plate anyway. Uh, (laughs) so just, just get two plates, (laughs) get to, to whatever it is. And, I mean, I mean, for me, I like I like uh, good food, and I think I'm just I, I would just like think about myself in terms of preparing food or whatever it is, and then it's like, nah, you know, don't do that, or, or even like practically in marriage, I get my uh, registration for my car. Oh, I got to get registration for her car, <laughs> you know, uh, when I'm. You know, going out to the store, I'm shooting her a text like, hey, do you need anything from the store? You know, I'm headed to H-E-B. So anything you need, let me let me go. I'm not just like, OK, let me get my protein powder for working out and then <laughs> come back home. I'm out there already. Let me just give her a quick text or call. I'm like, hey, babe, what do you need? You know, um, so it goes from the, the really small things all the way to the to the really big things, you know. Yeah. Um, to where like, you know, her her life uh, will come before my own. So quite honestly, if a bullet is coming our way, I'm jumping in front <laughs> to take that bullet, you know? Uh, I'm willing to sacrifice my life literally, you know, for her. Um, so that plays out at, you know, the super dramatic level like I just described and down to the little things. Gotcha, gotcha. And so that means if you are a single man, you can do it for your friends. <laughs> exactly. 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 You don't have to wait till you get in a relationship. And it's better not to wait. You can start practicing those things now. And just uh, if you have roommates, you know, just clean up, you know, the, the mess they made and, and not just wait and wait and wait on them and build up all this anger. Just, just wash the plate, <laughs> you know. Um, just, just pick up the dish, you know, throw it in the dishwasher, whatever it is, man. Just, just thinking of others first would take us a long way in life. 
Yeah, yep. Uh, everybody, your sincerity will not do anything for you on the court if you don't got the skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so closing us out here, um, but you know, so as a married man, you know, who's who's gone through you know the dating process and 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 singleness, um, what yeah. would you um, advise couples who are dating? You know, what what do people what do they need to be aware of? Um, Couples that are dating, right? Couples that are dating, if you haven't already done it in your single life, start unpacking your past as ASAP. Just start, start unpacking and start dealing with that stuff now. You know, if you haven't, again, if you haven't done it in your single life, make sure you do it. Do it now. Don't wait to marriage to unload decades of junk on another person for them to figure out you know do the work of unpacking the luggage that way you're not coming with a ton of luggage you're coming with maybe okay maybe i got i got 50 pounds here you know that that's enough to to get on the flight (laughs) you know uh you're, you're you're unpacking the luggage so that when you do get on board um you're not weighing the uh, the plane down, you know, yeah. and and that's on both sides. Just just do the work of unpacking. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if I can, I will preach that <laughs> till I die. You know, do the work <laughs> of of unpacking and and getting that healing. You know, if it's if it's counseling, you know, um, therapy. Um, it's if it's processing with family if it's having those conversations with family um just do it (laughs) just do it you will not regret it that's a that's a timely word for everybody out there you know especially in this stay at home you know time where where you're just all to yourself i mean yeah it's time it's time to do it if you're not gonna do it now man you might not find another time to do it so um i heard it i heard it this way once it's it's um you know we i think you've probably heard this in the past before too where it's like oh like this person has so much baggage or something this person has so much baggage or whatnot but um i heard it this way you know like baggage is just luggage that hasn't been unpacked yet mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah yeah people you know, do the work and uh, unpack, unpack your bags so that uh, your um, your travel is is lighter. Right, right. And and that's the it's just I was gonna say this, man. It's it's the loving thing to do. You know, like it's not only f- for you, because um, for you it's gonna be great just having this invisible weight that's been on you for all these years off of you. Uh, and man, imagine how great it's going to be for your, your partner, you know, imagine how great it's going to be for your kids down the line, you know, and you're in the, in the family when you, when you've done that, you know, and I think people don't start doing that work until they hit a midlife crisis, <laughs> you hit a midlife crisis and all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, who am I? What the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, we can do that in our teenage years. We can do that in our twenties, our thirties, forties, man, like. It's never too early to start doing that work. Yeah. Come on, come on. Uh, well, um, 
just uh, one one final one final uh, closer for you. Um, name name one place you want to go on a date with your wife in the future. I guess uh, you know maybe it's maybe it's a you know international. Maybe it's not. But what was yeah. one place, man? Man, actually, bro. So we we were gonna go to Venice in last last uh, last year but it was flooded oh. so yeah venice was like super flooded so i would say like i would love to go to venice or or santorini in greece it's, it's just beautiful man like i would love love to just and then you know y'all you know crystal man she love her pictures like she <laughs> <laughs> getting all those grand pics but um yeah i say santorini or or venice would be pretty dope okay okay Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, any final words for the people out there? Uh, how can people connect with you, link up with uh, with you, keep up with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can follow my personal page at Yinka underscore. Uh, no, actually, I changed it. So it's at Yinka, Y-I-N-K-A dot O-H. So Yinka dot O. Uh, you can follow me there. You can also follow the new platform we got started for men. Um, if David lets me steal this, I might put it on on there too. This interview, but oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, you, right. yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll work it we'll out. Talk, man. We'll talk, we'll talk. But uh, at Sun First Men, um, you guys can can follow that page. Um, if you guys want to follow my my wife at Crystal O TV, she always has her her page is a lot more exciting than mine. So if you're just looking for uh, lifestyle, faith, beauty, and things like that. You guys can follow her. She also has these shirts, Love by God, and she has another one that she's selling. So, yeah, you guys follow that and love to connect with you. I love conversations. I love talking um, and getting into things. So, Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Just a shout out for Crystal. I mean, on, a, on her uh, page the other day, you know, free uh, or not free, not free, 50% off tips, treats, yes. cookies. And I know that, uh, you know, people out there love their cookies. So, right, right. You know? <laughs> uh, she's doing a giveaway trying to, uh, you know, for, uh, for free cookies from tips as well. So, uh, everybody, you go uh, follow her and tag some friends. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that was Oleyinko Basanya, pastor, founder of Some First Men. Follow him and Some First Men on Instagram. And uh, that's all we have today for you, folks. But uh, tune in next time as we're joined by another brother and uh, hear his heart in another installment of Love and Basketball. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Third Culture Kingdom today. We appreciate your time and your support more than you know. I hope today's podcast will be able to help you grow into all God's created you to be and help your relationships to flourish. You can follow O at Yinka.O and at Some First Men. That's Y-I-N-K-A dot O-H. And you can follow us at Third Culture Kingdom. We'd love to hear about what was highlighted to you from our conversation. Relationships can be complex and difficult, but they're worth it because we weren't meant to live life alone. Keep hooping, keep dreaming, and keep loving. Join the Third Culture Kingdom next week for part two of Love and Basketball. Until next time.